Ladies and gentlemen. What you gonna do? Brother, 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 brother. Time for another episode of the Ryan and Angela's Impact Under an Hour Power Hour. And we actually have both of us here today. It's a miracle. We're back. Angelo, how the hell are you? I'm I'm doing all right. Uh, To give a brief summary of my life, I am a tax accountant. So there are two tax busy in the world. April 15th is not the only time tax accountants are busy. There's also October 15th and September 15th and almost every 15th. But uh, I'm back for a little bit. We'll see how long it lasts. There you go. So uh, we just got finished our episode of Impact Wrestling on Access TV for October 6th. And uh, before we get into this, uh, this was the fall. It was billed as the fallout show for... um, Victory Road, which neither of us watched, um, and hey, you didn't ask if I watched. Yeah, oh, did you watch? No. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, they there there wasn't too much falling Fallout stuff on this show. To be fair, there was a little bit. We'll hit on that. Um, but uh, before we get into this, uh, remember if you haven't already to like uh and subscribe to all of our different social media accounts at deep six wrestling uh to stay up to date make sure that you if you are listening to this on apple Podcasts, make sure that you give us a like give us a review uh subscribe to our podcast we are on so many now at this point that i'm definitely going to miss some of the newer (laughs) ones that we're on but we're on stitcher radio tune in radio uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Play, um, and like two or three other ones. <laughs> uh, we have a link tree on our Twitter, uh, and all of the places you can listen to it are in the episode description uh, whenever we put this out uh, tonight. So you'll be able to find every little link that we have. Uh, and all your support is greatly appreciated. Um, if you're just checking out impact for the, for the first time, we've got you covered with almost every episode of first of uh, all impact being reviewed. God bless if you're watching impact for the first time. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> you, you were in for a, a wild one. Oh, yeah. Um, if you're into new Japan, we've got daily coverage of the G1, basically, uh, if you're into WWE, that's a that's still a promotion. Um, and AEW is tomorrow, so you've got AEW review with Rob, Pat, and Joey uh, tomorrow coming up. Um, but hopping right on into our Impact show. Um, starting it off with 
Uh, Brian Myers versus Tommy Dreamer. Angela, in 2020, did you think you were going to get a return episode? Your return episode of Impact for a few weeks off being Tommy Dreamer versus Brian Myers. Going into since July when we started Impact, probably no. (laughs) <laughs> actually now seeing that Tommy Dreamer is a pretty important piece and um, now that, you know, Brian Myers is signed and he's the most professional wrestler on the roster. Uh, I can believe it. I did yeah. catch up and watch last week. So I'm a little, little caught up with storyline at least. So, okay, um, cool, cool, cool. And I, so this sounded like this was a match on victory road. Yes. Correct. So, um, yes, it was just, and for me, yes. I thought, this was just what they were doing, and there was there was no um, commentary. Then then I realized after the match ended, then they were just showing Josh Matthews and Madison Rain talking, and there was no audio. <laughs> so I was like, okay, they, something's wrong. I thought they just went into the match, just you know, decided no commentary for or whatever, and, and I liked it that way, but uh, it, re- <laughs> it wasn't the way God intended it, apparently. <laughs> So you're watching on Twitch, right? Yes, yeah, so I'm watching on the Twitch yeah. stream with Melissa Santos. There you go. Uh, yeah, I unfortunately was not doing that. I was I was watching on Access TV, and you know we got we had fine audio, unfortunately. Through so we got to hear Josh Matthews, uh, who claims that uh, this was has been building for decades, which I don't think is ever been established yeah no i um, i didn't hear that but uh i would disagree yeah. wholeheartedly yeah yeah um and that uh tommy dreamer uh according to madison rain uh it has always just been about compassion uh and uh trying to do the right thing and you know uh, uh, tommy dreamer has been healed multiple times mm-hmm. uh I, I don't think it's always been about that. I, I don't think I'll have them both was compassion. Those that uh, work um, in the wrestling community have a very short term memory. So uh, absolutely, I'll let that slide. Uh, I mean, Madison Rain on the show said that she doesn't. Uh, she enjoys not seeing Josh Matthews <laughs> every other every other day of the week, even <laughs> though they live in the same house and are married. <laughs> yeah, they they filmed during the. <laughs> quarantine in the same house together whatever yes yeah um <laughs> gotta love kayfabe there absolutely um so th- this match i thought it was pretty well worked for these two uh especially for tommy dreamer because it's had some some of the matches we've seen with them been just car wrecks uh, and this was actually a wrestling match it wasn't like a hardcore rules or the old school rules matches right right um he held his own, uh, Brian, and uh, he ends up picking up a a win, not in the cleanest fashion, due to uh, Brian Myers just violently destroying a kendo stick over the top of Tommy's head. What was he pleading? Was it like for oh, uh, my girls? So yeah, so uh, Tommy Dreamer get there. So Brian Myers introduces the kendo stick into the, the ring, and. Uh, the ref tells him no, and Tommy gets up and does his little like backdrop with uh, the kind of stick around uh, Brian Myers' his neck, and then he gets the kendo stick, and he is about to hit Brian Myers over the head. Brian Myers says, no, no, I'm sorry for ev- ev- all the harm I've done. I'm sorry. Please don't hurt me. I've got kids. Uh, think of my girls. Think right. about them, and he starts saying their names. I didn't 
hear what it, the names were. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and Tommy like gets close to hitting him and then just drops it. And then Brian Myers picks it up and just starts wailing on Tommy Dreamer. Like the kinder stick just explodes uh, over, over his head. Um, there's a good shot at the end uh, of – so security comes out and they're trying to get in the ring. And Brian Myers swings – the broken kendo stick at them. Uh, and then Scott DeMore comes out uh, and he orders Brian Myers to leave. Uh, so he does. Uh, and Brian Myers is getting, or not Brian Myers, Tommy Dreamer is getting medical attention. And there's like a big old gash right on the top of his head where his little bald spot is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so this view doesn't look like it's ending. Um, assume the blow off match for this will probably be it. Bound for Glory in some sort of uh, old school that, rules match, some sort of uh, extreme rules match is that yeah. what they're building up to. But that's okay. That's what do you expect from Tommy Dreamer? Absolutely. Yeah. I thought this was a, a good opening yeah, match I, to do. I did really enjoy the match. I guess you know just to be picky, the role reversal of, of it's kind of weird seeing a veteran fall for a trick like that. You yes. See, that's not gonna be my only complaint about a veteran's role on the show today. So, uh, but this will be the first one. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you don't think like Tommy Dreamer would fall for something like that. Maybe it would be like, if it was a younger guy going against Brian Myers, like Willie, Willie Mack or something that would make more sense. But uh, yeah. Or somebody who they are, the commentators aren't saying have dealt with this guy for decades. Right. Yeah. Again, if, <laughs> yeah, if they have a history for decades. He's probably not you know, too worried about the, the kids. Yeah. Like, if it was, like, some guy who's never worked with Brian Myers and didn't have a history with him, and he's just like, oh, I've got, like, a history of brain injuries. Don't hit me yet. I don't want to scare my girls. And they're like, oh, okay, I won't hit you. Then I'd understand (laughs) it. But it's Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer, baby. Uh, So after this, we uh, go to commercial. We come back, and Moose is walking around in various places, like digging through garbage, upending weights, think, uh, looking for, I don't know. They'd never explain what he's looking for. Uh, I assume it was like cameras that were like stalking him for EC3 because EC3 keeps on getting pictures of him at weird places. Right. Um this was this has been the most biz- bizarre storyline in Impact, and there's a lot of bizarre storylines going on. There's a lot. Um, uh, and EC3 and Moose, like we all thought, like we keep on thinking, oh, we know where this is heading. We know where this is heading. Like uh, EC3 stole the belt. Uh, it's got to be like right after Slammiversary at this point. Uh, saying that uh, he's going to cut the belt up piece by piece and mail it to Moose until Moose can find him. Uh, Then Moose found the map where he thought he knew where EC3 was. It was pointing to Maryland. So he flew to Maryland and ended up being that he was actually going to see his high school football coach. (laughs) Who has been possessed by EC3? Yes, and all the football players are possessed by EC3. Um, and then Moose comes back, and he's somehow he went to this random building, uh, and 
the he asked a random guy if he's seen EC3, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, EC3 has a room here," and he points to it, and guy goes, uh, Moose goes to the room and starts attacking this man who isn't EC3. It's just some random uh, African American man at a computer. Uh, and yeah. Moose starts complimenting him <laughs> yeah. about his body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're <looking> pretty. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Oh, you, you're you're looking jacked. I mean, oh, you a wrestler, yeah. son? You you want to work out sometime? And like, like this has been so and." Th- this is so bizarre. And then EC3 last week says he's going to hold a funeral this week. He's going to do what uh, he needs to to this belt. He is going to light it on fire uh, and burn it away uh, to ash so that uh, it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, and he invites Moose and everybody to join the greatest funeral of all time. Uh, so. We're waiting for that today, and Moose is just wandering around random areas looking for this, either looking for the title or looking for cameras or whatever. Yeah, lovely stuff. Um, uh, after this, we go to another backstage segment, and it's basically all the cast of Wrestle House hanging out, and Johnny Bravo comes back, and he's like, oh, nobody told me planning a wedding is expensive. You guys need to start buying like start he paying goes, me to have this wedding he goes guys empty your pockets <laughs> yeah <can't> kill me. <laughs> uh alicia edwards is like whoa like you should have known this is expensive like <laughs> it's your wedding it's not our yeah, wedding some of us are already married <laughs> <for it. laughs> yeah falaba says that he knows where to get some money and so he goes and he goes in search for it, and then Johnny Swinger is like, "Oh, that, where's Follow Bob?" <laughs> Johnny <money>? Swinger's <laughs> face when Johnny Bravo is asking for money is just like, like he blows up his mouth and just starts spinning his head, like, "No, no, no!" Of course, he's not gonna pay for it. <laughs> yeah, come on, it's Johnny Swinger. I don't know if that man has it. Yeah, money. clearly, and guy is wearing a singlet twenty four seven. Everything about this the same singlet, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I guess I um, missed that so, point where Johnny Bravo um, gained enough confidence to talk a lot because he is a. Uh, and they they made a point now to say like, oh, Johnny Bravo has more confidence now. Like he's really uh, yeah getting his point across. Even last week, he called the rep a moron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was like the uh, like three weeks ago. Uh, uh, what should I call it? Um, Kara Hogan and Tasha Steeles told him to start standing up for himself. And that's why Taya and Rosemary are feuding with Kara and ah. Tasha is because they told him to get confidence. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Johnny, uh, or Johnny Swingers talking about how he, he, he wouldn't have paid anyway. Uh, the Deaners take offense to that, uh, <laughs> and they challenge Johnny S- Swinger to a match, and Johnny Swinger says, well, I'll bring my young boy along. Yeah. And he pulls over Crazy Steve, who says, young boy, oh, 107. <laughs> and Johnny Swinger has been calling Crazy Steve his young boy all for mu- all, months, all summer, absolutely. And now we find out <laughs> the age of this man. <laughs> um. So you knew once this match was announced that crazy stuff is going to happen. 
After this, we get Rohit Raju, who comes out talking about his big match uh, and at Victory Road and how he had his first uh, uh, defeat Rohit uh, challenge, uh, and he was successful in retaining his belt, uh, and that he was going to do another challenge tonight. Uh, and out comes Willie Mack, and as Willie Mack's getting in the ring, Rohit says, oh, you already had your opportunity. You had it at Victory Road. It's passed you by. You don't get another chance, uh, which has been his whole thing about this challenge. Uh, last week, uh, TJP said he was going to take it, uh, and Rohit said that nobody can take the challenge if they've already challenged him for it uh, or, or had a chance at his belt. Um, so that's why TJP and Trey and Chris Bay aren't challenging. It's because he's banned them from this and he's banned Willie Mack from it. So he's like, okay, real, real time. Who's coming out for this challenge? And we get Jordan Grace's music and Jordan Grace comes out and uh, he, Rohit is all sorts of confused. Uh, Rohit takes his sweet old time that trying to like take off minutes. this belt. Yeah. Uh, he kept. He said that he needed to do his daily stretch routine. Like one of those family guys, uh, so that just didn't end. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, this this give him the belt, man. <laughs> ever. Uh, so he starts take. He finally takes the belt off. And he's just holding it next to him, and Willie Mack is still out at ringside. So he tries to snatch the belt from Rohit, uh, and Rohit uh, pulls it back. He falls backwards into Jordan Grace, who just rolls him up. One, two, three. And they announce Jordan Grace is the champion, but Rohit brings up a rule that I've never heard of before, which was the ref never got to hold up the belt before the match. So technically, the match was not for the belt. Yeah, that's strange. Ref says that that's true. So he goes to David Penzer and says, hey, like, that's the rule. She didn't oh, because I guess the they so, rang the bell. He didn't give the belt. Because like I'm, I'm like thinking. Yes. What What immediately came to my mind was like, did they raise the belt in uh, Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus? That match was 19 seconds, and I think the answer was yes because they raised the bell. Then they rung. Then Daniel Bryan turned around. Yeah. And kicked in the face. So I was like, okay. Yes. So I guess whatever that that makes sense. I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was lost for it uh, at first. Uh, Rohit cuts a promo about how you need to learn the rules uh, and that the defeat Rohit challenge can change. He never said that he was going to put the belt on the line, even though he said it right. at the beginning he was, uh, and that the ref did his job. He told the ref that he wasn't going to put it on. He, Jordan just didn't pay attention, uh, but that she's a good she's a good up-and-comer, uh, and maybe one day she'll get a, get a title shot. So he goes backstage and Scott is waiting for him and he's clapping and he says, you know, it's better than opportunity, Rohit, Uh, more opportunity. So at Bound for Glory, you are going to put that title on the line against TJP, Trey Miguel, Willie Mack, Chris Bay and Jordan Grace in a a six pack scramble match. Um, Yeah, that, that match sounds cool. Um. I will Absolutely. say, I mean, I, I was, I was happier with that outcome versus just having him, him versus Jordan Grace. I don't know if that would have ever been entertaining. That's up for debate, but um, I, I don't know. I don't think it would have 
ever been something that you couldn't see as just a comedy match. So I think it's better that a six-way scramble than just those two going at it again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I feel like it. As we we said in our little group chat, uh, that like intergender wrestling, like in twenty twenty, like it's definitely a hot topic. Still, like some people are not on board with it uh, for it being like a ver a variety. I of guess reasons. my, my some people reaction who- is like, no, this wouldn't work. Is you, you look at what. WWE has done with like any anything close to an intergender match, and it's more of comedy or for sex appeal, and it's it's not not really good wrestling. So I, I understand that there's you know good intergender wrestling on the independent scene in places. So that um, yes, it, it could make sense. I mean, they didn't have a you know Tessa Blanchard was their world champion for a little bit, didn't end great, but uh, so it, it can be done well. I understand that. So I just, I guess yeah, I'm absolutely. not used to it with my uh, eyes. I've mostly been watching WWE. Yeah. And that, that's, that's where I was going to go with is that like, there's some people who have the whole thing where like their only time that they ever have seen intergender wrestling is literally the random matches of like James Ellsworth versus Asuka right. or Sant- anything uh, Robert Santino Stone Marilla. versus yeah, uh, Santino, San, Santina Morella. Um, in NXT, they had Robert Stone and Aaliyah versus Rhea Ripley. Um, like, it's all been comedy yeah. stuff. Or uh, Andy Kaufman and, like, in the 1980s. <laughs> yes, Andy Kaufman as the uh, the women's yeah, uh, the first champion. ever intergender cha- world champion or something like that. Yes. Um, and... Yeah, there's like there is still like a big push for intergender wrestling on the indies. Um, there's some really good wrestling like that, um, and then there's also like the mindset of like just the old fashioned uh, belief of like, oh, well, men are always superior to women. Right. Like, you can't may. There's no way a woman is gonna beat a man uh, in any way. Uh, it, it, the way that Impact has done intergender wrestling in the past, like they have had their comedy bits, like Eric Young winning the yeah, the knockout point. Even, titles. even TNA back in the day has had their comedy intergender wrestling with him and ODB. Yes, right. Yes, um, but then you have uh, like with the whole Tessa Rain. Originally, like her first title that she won, she or she challenged for was the X Division title. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure if she won it. Um, but she did face like Brian Cage. Uh, she was in a six a six person match before for it, uh, and then it ended up leading to her versus Sammy Callahan for the world title, which she won. Uh, and the rest is history because she barely defended it because she's Tessa and she has the ego the size of the goddamn moon. Uh, but um, yeah. Uh, I think Jordan is a believable, uh, another person who's believable. Uh, she's a really talented worker. Uh, she's basically done everything in the women's division already, or the knockouts division. Um, and she's somebody who I think you can believably say, like, she can hang with yeah, the guys. Yeah, she seems like the right um, person for the job, if the job was needed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
and it it also add will add more eyes to impact because people are going to be like, Oh, a woman's challenging for a title. Um, so you'll get some eyes just interested to see how that works. Yeah. Um, if you, if you had a so, match that you could suggest to me and anyone listening of an intergender match that I should like, that someone should watch to really, you know, get them to understand that intergender wrestling could be good. What would you suggest? Would it be the Tessa versus Sammy? So I would go, um, it, there's a free match you can watch on YouTube, uh, Kylie Ray versus Orange Cassidy. Mm. It's a good mix of comedy, but also really good working because they're both really good wrestlers and they're both good comic wrestlers. Um, okay. it's for beyond wrestling. Uh, and they, they have a bunch of like, Kylie does a lot of inter- intergender wrestling okay. on her own. Um, so like, is she just was at game changer wrestling like over the summer uh for her debut match with gcw uh and that was a intergender match uh the name of who she faced with it escapes me but uh yeah uh she she's if you're looking for somebody she's pretty she's got some pretty good matches with uh some uh different people um mia yim was on the indies for a bit in between TNA or her leaving Impact and coming to WWE. She had some intergender matches that are are good, like I, nothing that stands out okay. off the top okay. of my head. Um, and you probably could. Uh, Candice LeRae has uh, a, a lot, but unfortunately, a lot of them are going to be linked with Joey Ryan. So right, um, <laughs> because yeah. they were a tag team. Um, but I believe her and Gargant. Uh, yeah, her and Gargano had one, um, like right before they left for oh, okay. WWE. Uh, so you can use that. That's that's always an option okay. as well. Cool. Uh, so after this, we've got. Uh, so uh, after this match, Angelo texts in the group chat that he wanted uh, to see <laughs> uh, AC Romero versus who was the other person you wanted <laughs> versus follow ba and i would Ultimate love to see X them match. Those ropes. and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and right after that texas sent and received uh we get triple xl versus the rascals in a rematch from victory road um and angelo now has his new goal in life which is to get an actual uh, r- ring worn or full size triple XL uh, AC Romero denim vest that he wears out to the ring so AC Romero if you are out there we've got your number one fan I'm, right I'm, here I'm uh, five he wants it and on a good day about 60 I'd probably go down to my ankles <laughs> I don't know what do you think <laughs> Uh, I think that's a, that's a good. good, uh, yeah. that's good. It would definitely. I feel like I feel like the. Uh, it might be like a long sleeve vest. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's point. no sleeves, but it would be a long sleeve with me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so th- this match, uh, the Rascals are great. They're a very good team. They can hang with the best of them. They. This was a match basically just to. Give it felt like just to put the rascals on the card. Um, Larry and AC are are good in their own right, but like the, it the they're not 
getting a challenge for anything anytime soon. I guess so. Um, and I feel like this was just an, an, like there's already like the the fatal four way for the tag titles set for Bound for Glory, and the Rascals aren't on that. So just put the Rascals on this card so we can see uh, who a future challenger could be uh, yeah, for I, those I belts. So. Um... Yeah, I mean, it was just obviously like it's it's such a large tag team versus such a smaller high flying tag team. So very, uh, I don't know, not not uh, they don't mix very well. I feel like, but uh, it was fine. Yeah, uh, there was a weird point at the beginning of this match where uh, so Triple XL attack uh, the Rascals as they come uh, as they get into the ring, uh, and Larry D and. Uh, AC Romero start having like a tug of right. war with uh, with Dez, but it doesn't look like they're actually pulling. Kind of it just looks around. like they're yeah. holding him in place and yelling at each other. Um, so, yeah, that's what like, I mean. They were, they were playing. I understand they don't want to hurt the man, but like it looked very. It looks like a very silly I mean, spot. They were just very much playing on that. You know, Triple XL was like literally triple the size of the guys in the rascals. So that, that was the play of the match, yeah. I feel like. But Yeah. Um also uh at the end of this match, AC Romero takes has the biggest oversell for a super kick um ever. Because he's like square in the middle of the ring. He's already taken one super kick outside where he just like no sold it. Like he just stood himself back up and oh, like yeah. started fighting again. And he gets in the ring here and uh, uh, Wentz super kicks him and he, he AC just starts falling backwards and like falls for the ropes and then is like, oh, sh- oh crap. And like grabs the rope, pulls himself under it and tumbles all the way to the <laughs> ground, uh, which they replayed at least That's two good. or three times. Um. Yeah. Uh. Th- this isn't a match that you're gonna write home and be like, "Man, this was this is what's getting me hooked on Impact." Um. But it was fine. It was serviceable, and it shows you the Rascals if you haven't seen them before. Uh, definitely uh, a team to look out for in the future. Hopefully, uh, when there's a chance for them. Um. After this, we've got Falaba, who, uh. Earlier in the show, like right before the Larry D or the Triple XL versus the Rascals match, he's walking through the halls. He sees Hernandez uh, and he's asking Hernandez how he is and says, oh, I want a rematch for that uh, for that wad of cash you have. And Hernandez asks if Falaba has any money and he says yes. And Falaba spills like a soda on Hernandez, so Hernandez says that he's got to go clean up. Uh, and so after the match, Falaba is sneaking into the locker room showers, which literally look like a shower for <laughs> like somebody's house. Yeah, like, it's got like this like like cartoon flowers uh, shower curtain. Uh, it's pristine in there. Um, and Falaba, for some reason, does not want to be in this sh- this lo- the locker room showers. And he keeps on holding his nose and like closing his eyes, even though like Hernandez is supposed to be in the shower with the shower curtain there. Like, 
Yeah. Uh, but he finds the money. He walks out, uh, and he has the wad of cash, which he plans to give to Johnny Perfect. Bravo to yeah, help pay the for the wedding or whatever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The fondue fountain. Um, after this, we've got Jimmy Jacobs with Dr. Foreman at Dr. Foreman's rehab center slash gym, because last week it was called a gym. Now it's the rehab facility. Uh, Dr. Foreman, I don't know if he's a real doctor, but he, oh, his delivery, and he, he is very awkward on screen. Uh, he's like looking around trying to find where the camera is looking. <laughs> talk to him uh and uh jimmy jacobs asks how uh rich swan is doing and dr foreman says oh rich rich has been great he's here every single day morning noon and nighttime um and he's been working out he works out all 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 throughout the day every day that we're open Uh, and so jimmy jacobs is like oh can we talk to rich swan who is literally right behind them and dr Foreman does not answer (laughs) And Jimmy Jacobs is like, hey, hey, Rich, Rich, can, can you come over here? And Rich is like, oh, yeah, hi, guys. And he like, puts down whatever he was doing and starts walking. And all of a sudden, this guy in scrubs jumps him. And oh, my gosh, Eric Young. And the only question I have to say is, who gave this man scrubs? Is there nobody checking in people into this, this gym slash rehab Florida. facility? Right? What is going yeah. on? Yeah, uh, at least at least he was wearing a mask, um, and so we've had our our fair share of questions about this damn Rich Swan injury angle that they've been saying uh, is worse than his first injury that kept yeah. him out. For I mean, I had the I had the audio off so, for about a minute or two here because a coworker called me. But I was watching the screen, yeah. and I'm pretty sure I saw Eric Young swing a kettlebell into Rich Swan's knee. Yeah, so Rich Swan, so Eric Young gets some sort of like uh, belt and wraps the like the bench for bench presses around Rich Swan's right. leg, and then gets a kettlebell and starts slamming it into the bench. In, that is attached to Rich Swan's okay. leg. Yeah. Remember, this is a surgically repaired right. leg. <laughs> a two-time surgically repaired leg. So at this pace, um, he's probably already better, like 60 minutes later. Yeah. I think yeah. He's, he's probably fine. Absolutely. We're going to find out. Well, we <laughs> found out at the end of the show that he's he's got a medical update next week. So he's going to probably tell us that, he grew uh, up. that Eric Young, he probably Yeah, or he grew leg. a third leg. No, oh, hey guys, I'm Rich Swan, uh, and I have three legs. No, please no. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, after this, we've got uh, we've got the uh, Motor City Machine Guns talking backstage, uh, and all of a sudden the Good Brothers uh, they come cut out. Off Chris who... Steven right as he was telling a good joke about uh. How Man Man Fall looks like someone right out of the Borderlands video game series. Yes. Um, and... So, so uh, Motor City Machine Guns okay. are talking about, I guess, and they were just asked, like, oh, isn't that crazy stuff with uh, Eric Young? And they're like, yeah, I guess. You know, there's a lot of crazy things in uh, yeah. Impact Wrestling. And then they get cut off by uh, 
the uh, the Good Brothers, and I'll let you continue. Yeah, so the Good Brothers, I've had my my grief with them or my gripes with them since they've come over to Impact about how their characters are pretty bland. They don't seem like they actually care about their They're characters very, very at all. Very relaxed. Um, they have their pop guy though. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just one yes. guy. <laughs> yeah. So so last week we found out that there were three guys that they had that ju- are just paid to follow them around and laugh at anything they say. So now it's down to one guy. So may- maybe they're getting serious yeah, now. They they fired two of them. And they're yeah, like, you just need a really one. good one. We just need yeah. one. Um, uh, so the Good Brothers say, hey, we're, we know you guys have a match. We're not going to interfere in that match. We are your guardian angels because we want to make sure that you make it to Bound for Glory so that we can beat you guys fair and square for those belts. And then they start doing like they start walking away and wiggling their fingers at them like they're like kids telling a spooky ghost story and then chris saban just or, or uh yeah i think it was chris saban just says hey carl remember that time you pissed yourself and, like they just yeah. cut off and there's, there's no it's just like what and like Commentary like come they get, cut to Josh Matthews and Madison Rain who have nothing to say about that I'm last about right. comment, and that, that's that's upsetting because come on, how are you gonna just <laughs> like drop a great line that really needs some story yeah. here and just not talk yeah, about really. it? Um. Uh, so after this, we get Rosemary yeah, I, I guess even go back versus Tasha Steeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gallows and Anderson, you're right. Um, persona's a little, you know, off. I, I, they just act like they're too cool for school, is, is what it feels like. Yeah, and and that, and for me at least, I don't know how you, just doesn't um, excite me so much when we're wrestling. I, I think that was like my initial thing I didn't like about Moose, because Moose is just very, uh, like, a relaxed type of character. And I, I like to see, like, a little more passion, I feel like, even just for the promo part. Oh, 100%. So. Yeah, I I would a hundred percent be on that boat. Uh, and, and it's weird because like we just got out of this the whole like Gallows and Anderson basically like wanted to leave WWE because they weren't being used properly, and now they're in Impact and they're basically just there like, to tell like weird stories. Yeah, yeah, like they're not wrestling very often. Um, they're just kind of side characters. It feels. Um, yeah, we're like um, the revival. It's weird because like everybody, ex- like the revival. Yeah, comes. like everybody expected yeah. these guys to be like this big thing. Like they were, like the big. They were the big announcement for Slam Anniversary. Like they were announced the night before Slam Anniversary. Hey, we're coming to Impact. We signed with Impact. Um, yeah, they're they're and... the hottest free agents available. Oh, absolutely! And like everybody was thinking, oh, are they going to go back to New Japan? Are they going to go to AEW? Are they going to just do Ring of Honor in the Indies? What are they going to do? Uh, and they signed with Impact, and everybody's like, oh, okay. Uh, that's weird. Why would you choose Impact? I guess it's because they can do whatever yeah, they that's want. Yeah, that's what it seems like. They, um, they got exactly what they want out of it. They get to promote their own stuff, and they get to promote their own. Yeah, it's like they, they use Impact as their promotional 
That's why I was, like, I was hoping, like, you know, yeah. like, you see the revival. They went to AEW, and they're, like, they're really – they came out strong out of the game. They won the title. But, like, even the matches before that, like, even just starting in the bleed, they had, like, really great matches, and they were just passionate throughout it. And you, you could feel it, and they were excited. You were excited to watch them. I'm not feeling the same connection with Gals and Anderson right now that I was hoping I would say. Yeah, no, absolutely. It it definitely just does not feel like they care. They actually right. want to be there. Uh, I think last last week they were cutting a promo about why they chose Impact, and they said they said the one re- they had two reasons for coming there, uh, and the main reason is because they got a whole bunch of money more than they'd get anywhere else, and yeah, if that's all they want want, but yeah, cool, but like. Yeah, not not entertaining. I don't know. I think we everybody right, right. expected more. You know, I mean, there's still there's still um, some time. Obviously, I'm sure they have a longer contract. So we'll, we'll oh, see yeah. how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I think the other thing that's hurting them is like their whole deal with Impact is that they can also work in New Japan, but I don't think Impact wants to let them go to New right Japan now. during yeah. right during this pandemic, like especially like. If it was just like the New Japan Strong shows that they've been that like they've been allowing TJP to do, that would be fine because it's in California and they tape a bunch of time. But they're not going to send you to Japan and then be without you for a while. And if you like, in I'm sure New Japan doesn't want them if they're like going to have to quarantine for 14 yeah, days yeah, exactly. and everything. However, I do have to say that. Who knows? Maybe you see them in World Tag League, which get, was announced tonight or, or this morning, uh, for the end of no, or middle of November to the beginning of December. So maybe that's something that World they could Tag do. Who knows? Who's running that? Um, New Japan. New, okay. Yeah, that's okay. New Japan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we've been trying to figure out who they're going to get for New. Uh, World Tag League because there's basically no tag teams yeah. currently in New Japan. Say, so. yeah, New Japan doesn't have any big tag teams. So yeah, it's going to be a bunch of, I guess, people they put together and then a bunch of random signings. Yeah. Uh, basically, the only teams that they have right now are the Grills of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tom- Tonga Loa, who are currently okay. in America as of like the last episode of Strong. Um David Finley and Juice Robinson. David Finley's in America. Juice Robinson is in New Japan doing the G1. Um, and, yeah, then you've got a bunch of random teams that you're going to have to make, which they normally do. They normally do make okay. a bunch of teams. Uh, there's Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi, who are the current right. champs, but who knows if they – like, they'll be in it, but they're not going to win the okay. whole thing. Uh, and then there's Tanahashi and uh, – Kota Ibushi, uh, who have been challenging all summer for the t- titles. So, uh, yeah. So those are those are the teams. It's not a big big bucket to choose from, and normally they have like almost fifteen yeah. twenty teams Weird time. in it. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so back to Impact. Uh, Rosemary and Ty Valkyrie versus Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan. Uh, um, so I I just pull up like the little blurbs from WrestleZone who just give me the order of everything, uh, and the first line is "Mad Trash" has been talked between <laughs> these two before the match starts. Wow! All right, <laughs> and 
Yeah, that's true. That that's that's not a lie. There's a lot of trash talking going on between uh, these two teams. These two teams do not like each other. Uh, Taya takes advantage of this, and she just starts running around, kicking people, slapping her butt, doing a uh, a stink face into Kiara Hogan. Um, uh, it ends up devolving pretty yeah. quickly. Um, I would say the Tasha last comes in three minutes to... of the match gave me like that AEW tag team vibe where you just don't know when it's going to end. I don't know how you felt, but I, I was like, yes. wow, I, I was getting up to get water and I didn't leave because I was like, okay, it's going to end now. It's like, it was like they, they all tagged in. It looked like there was a couple of like those spot moments where you thought a typical tag team match would end. So it kept me excited in that way. Yeah, I thought this was going to be a quicker right. match than it was. But, but it was longer than um, that's not. Yes. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. I just like saw what time it was. And I was like, oh, they're not going to give this too much time. We've got like other things that need to go on. Um, I was also thinking that this EC3 thing that was going to happen on later in the show was going to be much bigger than what it ended up being. So that that was in my head being like, OK, well, we need to like have that. We've got the main event. They they said they're doing a rundown. They're gonna talk about yeah, Victory Road, so we need that in there. Like, uh, uh, but this this took up a, a good portion of time, and it was a it was a good strong showing for both these teams. I think Kira and Tasha looked pretty strong in defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, Taya and Rosemary looked great um, because like just these other matches that they've been having of just the tag teams the women's tag teams uh, like going out there and just being very quick matches that end up being like DQs or double count outs because all the teams just start fighting have been right. kind of lame. Um, and actually having a finish in this one was good. Uh, it ends uh, with uh, Rosemary uh, hitting a spear uh, with a uh Double underhook yeah, sit out nice. uh, for the win. Yes. Um, uh, on Tasha Steeles. Uh, and yeah, uh, Ty Valkyrie and Rosemary win. Did you catch? Uh, and then uh, it was did announced. You, uh, interpret it the same way. I, Madison Rain was kind of like hinting that, you know, there's, you know, several knockout tag teams. It kind of made me think they're trying to bring back the knockout tag title. I don't know if you, you got that vibe at all. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying since like right before Slammiversary that seemed like they kept up, like they're pairing up like right. everybody with a, Havoc, another, yeah. like all the knockouts have somebody. Like you've got Havoc and Nevia, you've got Kylie who partnered up with Susie for for weeks. Uh, Deanna comes to Impact and immediately like they throw in Kimberly with her. Um, uh, like we said, Havoc and Nevia, you've got. Tasha and Kira, uh, and we have uh, Taya and Rosemary. It definitely feels like we're getting closer and closer to a tag title or the knockouts tag titles coming back. I don't know if they're going to yeah, bring them back. They may at, never. Like, at, yeah, I. everybody keeps – like, the women keep on tweeting about it. Like, they've been tweeting about it, like, that they want this back. Like sharing, like mo- like Madison Rain has been sharing moments of her winning them or challenging for them. Uh, people have been saying, uh, like 
Deanna said that, that that's like one of the things she wants is to be a double champ so she can get those titles too. Um, even though they right. don't the exist at this point, okay. uh, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if they would bring them back, like just be like, hey, bound for glory, here we go, we're gonna have a match for this just to get more people on the card. Uh, I think the seeds, it might not be bound knows. for glory, but it, it seems like, yes, it's in the in the future. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if by the end of the year or like the beginning of yeah. next year they're back. Okay. Because um, normally they do have a show like right after the new year. Yes, I forget um, what it would be called. Like, but um, it it's just like one of their like network or their network shows. Uh, it's not a actual pay per view. Um. All right. After this, we've got the greatest match of all time: the Deaners. Versus Crazy Steve and Johnny Swinger. I will. Did we miss Tennille Dashwood? Oh, I didn't even get a Tennille Dashwood thing. Was I? I thought she was wrestling, or also I was. That was last week's episode. Yeah, she wrestled last last week's episode. I will. I just want to comment on that really quickly. That okay, let's uh, hear it. I forgot it was this week. That Caleb with a K. Yes, hilarious. Yes, I want to comment. Yes, <laughs> that Caleb guy with is, a K is is great. He's using a pic, you know, his iPhone to like take professional pictures. It's hilarious. And then when um Jordan or when she goes for one of the pinballs and two count, and Tennille's like, "That was three and he screams, "Yeah, that was three. That was even four. <laughs> like, yeah, what? he he's he he's been like. There's people who are like, "Oh, this, this is pointless." I don't like the gimmick that she's doing of like her not wanting to wrestle and I just want to be a model, but I, I signed a contract. So like, I, I reluctantly have to be here. Um, but I think he's made it, uh, interesting, made it fun, fun. uh, which is different than like some of the, like the women sex symbols who like don't want to yeah. be there and just want to model and, seriously as a wrestler like, enough that, that yeah. this is, this is yeah. a gimmick for her. Yeah, um, and like she's she can actually back it up with actual yeah, good exactly. wrestling. It's not like it's not like Eva Marie who didn't have a could not wrestle for her life. She put on a good match with Jordan uh, Grace. So oh, like, okay, this is fine and, and yes. entertaining was good. Yeah, um, back to the Deaners. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, when you said that, I was like, wait, yeah, I, I missed something. I forgot. Uh, yeah. And- we already saw Jordan Grace in this episode. Yeah, because I made sure I watched uh, at least last yeah. week today to catch up. Yeah, I, I just wasn't sure if like they. Yeah, no, 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 Like uh, I know we were, you were on Twitch, so you don't get commercials yeah, and stuff. So Twitch, I didn't know Twitch if they just threw that their own on there. Commercials today, though. Yeah, they were having like, a lot of commercials. So I, but like they put the most of the gotcha. in between the Melissa Santos stuff. So no big deal. Yeah, that's good. So we got the Deaners versus Crazy Steve and Johnny Swinger. Johnny Swinger comes out with his little fanny pack yeah. of goodies. <laughs> um, and he tell he trusts Crazy Steve to hold on to it. And he tells him, uh, I'll call you when I need it. Uh, so uh, midway through this match, it's not a quick match at all. Uh, Johnny Swinger gets the ref to uh, even look before, the other way. Even before that, you got at least comment on the... Uh... You know, crazy Steve's monkey drinking a beer. <laughs> okay, so 
The Deaners off. How did this even start? Because I like walk. Like, yeah. I walked out of the room real quick to go refill my drink as they were coming out, and I come back and I just see them cheering the monkey yeah, with a beer. I, I don't even know how this started. It was just it was chaos, and uh, Crazy Steve is giving the monkey the beer, and then um, Johnny Swinger comes in the ring and is like, "We gotta get serious." So I thought that was pretty funny because obviously. From watching Impact, yeah, it's from Johnny Swinger. Few months, there's nothing serious about anything he does. So I, I thought that was pretty entertaining that he was the voice of reason this match. Yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. Uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna have to rewatch this match then to try to get that that content. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because like I said, I, I just walked out of the room for a second. I was like, oh, they're just coming down the ramp. Like I can go refill my drink. It's literally in the yeah, next but room. Uh, finally, uh, yeah, you missed a lot of ridiculous and... <laughs> that was going on. <sighs> yeah. I love it. Uh, so yeah, so Swinger's going, uh, tags himself in uh, because he thinks it's crazy. Steve is having too much fun, not being serious. Cause he keeps on coming over and talking to his monkey. Uh, and, uh, Swinger then takes control for just a wee bit and, uh, he pushes Cody into the ref and is like, Hey, crazy, crazy Steve, give me, give me the thing out of my fanny pack. And so he just started crazy. Steve just starts pulling random things out of this fanny pack. He pulls out a spoon. Uh, he pulls out some, like, it looked like lipstick or like mascara, yeah. uh, which, uh, which Johnny Swinger immediately tells him to put it away. (laughs) Um, he br- brings out a fork, uh, and then he giant swinger just is like, f- just give me the whole thing. And so he grabs it and the ref sees it. He's like, Johnny, come on, get rid of the fanny pack. And he's like, no, I've got to look for something. <laughs> and like, he's still digging through it. He's like throwing things off out of the fanny pack. And then he's like, oh, fine. He puts it down and then immediately they lose. Uh, uh, oh, tries to use the monkey. He, he throws the fanny pack down and he tries to get the the monkey crazy Steve jumps in, grabs the monkey out of his hands, uh, which prompts Swinger to uh, basically just get demolished by uh, some quick moves. Uh, a little atomic drop followed by uh, the snap yeah. DDT by Cody and one, two, three. That is all she wrote. Uh, after this, we get Josh Matthews recapping Deanna Perrazzo and Susie and saying that it's been confirmed that Susie has broken her arm. Um, and so that means right. she'll be back next week. Um, uh, and so uh, Gia is talking to Kylie and Kylie is like, oh, I don't really like watching this. This is the second time I've had to say it. And like Gia is so confused. She's like, what do you mean? She's like, well, I was there. Like, I was. I, did you not see Kimber had right, me in, right. in the lock making me watch? Um, and so Kimber comes out and is like, oh, I, you need to stop thinking that Susie's your friend. Sue Z, uh, hinting yeah. at Sue Young, uh, is not a good person. She's very bad. Kylie snaps and just starts beating the crap out of Kimberly. Uh, and then Ray, like, looks at her and is like shocked that she just knocked Kimberly like unconscious uh, and is like holding herself back and like walks and like almost runs out of the room. Yeah, I feel like this adds like the uh, right element. So that this, was interesting. Uh, you know, title match coming up for Bound for Glory. It's making Kylie Ray act a little more serious or at least, you know, for, for the short term. 
be a little more serious. But yeah, I, th- I think that's like the right element you want from your challenger going into this match. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's still every. I, I still think that, that you could possibly have Kylie beat Deanna here and have Deanna have a, a short reign because as, as I've said before, Deanna has been very vocal that she is not signed to impact full time. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and that it's a very short term deal, uh, but that she wants to sign a full term deal with them. Uh, but as of right now, gotcha. it's just a short term deal. And I guess um, speaking so, of deals, who knows? the next thing, uh, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Heath for Impact, baby. They. Yeah. So we get Heath and Scott uh, sitting down at what looked like a kitchen table. <laughs> um, there's a little potted plant or cactus in the middle, and so Scott is like, "Oh, you've done a lot. Uh, I, I I finally see what Rhino was talking about." Uh, and he pulls out a contract, and he's like think it's time for this uh, and I can't wait to get those Heath for impact shirts on the impact store you're gonna sell so many and Heath is like oh before I look at that you need to look at this because I already came up with a contract and he slides over the con- uh, uh, folder with multiple pages of it uh, which uh, Scott starts to look at and is like oh I thought you said you just looked this over with family and wrote this out. And he's like, oh, yeah, I did. And, my, and he's like, well, this looks like a lawyer wrote it. He's like, oh, yeah, my brother's a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> and just adding to yeah, his kids a very him. large family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so Scott's flipping through. He's like, okay, everything okay. These demands look good. And then, yeah, he gets to the last page and he's like, oh. It's a lot of zeros. You're you're not some Olympic champion, and uh, Heath is like, no, 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 but this is what I I deserve after all the videos I've put out. Me like having to jump through hoops, having to have friends leave the door open for me, uh, and Scott says, oh, you know, breaking the rules to get in here, and Heath is like, I didn't break any rules. Let's call them bending them, uh, and so Scott tells him that. You know, you can't just like walk into a company and demand this if you haven't done anything to deserve it. He said that like getting eyes on the product has made him deserve it. Uh, and Scott points out that he really hasn't done anything in his career. He hasn't won t- many titles. Uh, and he he says, well, I've been on pay-per-views. And Scott says, How, when was the yeah, last you broke in. you were on? <laughs> uh, that w- yeah, that wasn't Slammiversary when he broke in. And Heath is like, oh, well, at the last company, I, I did pay-per-views. And I, I, I wasn't uh, Sunday yeah, night job. Yeah, Sunday morning job. He goes, well, uh, yeah, so- but Monday and Tuesday. There's other days of the week. Yeah, Monday and Tuesday and Thursday and yeah. Friday. <laughs> yeah, uh, which Heath didn't like. And Heath refused to look at the other contracts. So Scott gets uh, Heath's contract and th- that he gave him. And throws it across the room and then demands Heath clean it up. Heath says no and storms out and runs into Rhino, who he refuses to call Rhino. He calls him Terry. Uh, And then says that, you know, uh, my last job at Raw, uh, I got brought back to face Drew McIntyre, who was the champ. 
and after the match, they offered me a full-time deal again. I turned that down because I didn't want to be looked at as somebody lower than what I think I deserve. And that's why I, I wanted to come here is I thought you, you told me that I would be treated seriously here. I'm done with you, Terry, and walked out. Uh, so interesting, very interesting move here um, in this department. I did not see yeah, this going the way it did. I'm not sure where it um, exactly goes. This, like the yeah. depth in this. Yeah, the depth that they did for this this character. I, for I Heath, think I it's think great, too. Great. I, you really don't see in the wrestling world. I don't know, characters like this. This is really, I guess, like the only reminder off the top of my head is like Goldust and WCW, like being like, I don't want to do this gimmick anymore. It's it's kind of like that where it's, um, yes. you know, you've had a guy that was kind of a comedy wrestler. Just like He was just started out at Nexus. He didn't was doing too much on his own. Became a comedy wrestler. And they played on all of that in the conversation with Scott D. Yes. Moore. And I think it's really saying like Keith is like, I want to be paid more. And it's like, no, well, you haven't actually done anything. You need to come in here and earn. And I thought, yeah, it was just a really good storyline. I mean, it's going to be exciting to see what they do with Heath. It makes me think they have good plans for Heath down the road. What do you yeah. Yeah, I, I, I as well think that this this is all good signs for Heath. Because I, I know that I've said it before. Heath is a very yeah. good wrestler. He just has never been able to really – have that moment to shine like he was like the forgot one of the forgotten men in the nexus and like he was the third he's the third yeah i think once he like got and the three mb phase that was pretty much it for him it's like he was given his mold this is what he's gonna be so yes yeah he just just a reminder that he is the only member of three mb not to be a world champion in WWE. Remember that, Angelo. Remember that Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre that both won. It took a McIntyre two years, so you never know. Twenty twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, like I, I believe it was Rob after uh, Heath got released, who said that you know Jinder and Drew uh, so yeah, both so got released from away. WWE, yeah. and then they came back. So Heath, yeah, Heath just needs to leave. And he'll come back and he'll he'll win, win a title. He might be in his like early forties, mid forties when he comes back. But you know, WWE put the title on a fifty-five year old man who can barely wrestle uh, earlier this year. So. possible. Absolutely. So after this, we know so oh, time's kind of ticking down here. All of a sudden, EC three appears. And there's like no build to EC3. He's showing up here, and EC3 is just outside by like a tree, yeah, or a bush. And he's just like, yeah, uh, and he's just like, uh, Moose, I'm tired of this. You're tired of this. We need to end this. I'm giving. I'm gonna do with to uh, the title what needs to be. It needs to be gone. He just drops off the bridge into a, into a tree or a bush. Uh, so no fire, no cutting it up into little pieces. Uh, and then EC3 gets as close to the camera as possible and just says free moose and camera cuts. Uh, so have no idea what the hell this whole storyline is weird. anymore. Um, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if this is going to lead to EC3 and moose becoming a tag team. I don't know if this is like a reinvention of moose. I don't know. 
Um, it's also weird that EC3, believe it was last night, uh, dropped a promo that he has officially been announced for Ring of Honor shows. Uh, so he is oh. going to be working both Ring of Honor That's and Impact. Uh, okay, so that just yes. that makes you think he's so not going to have such a major role on Impact, probably besides what this is like this storyline. Yeah, uh, and from what the video, like the vignette thing that he they he dropped was like he doesn't speak in it at all. It's just like you can see him walking and like a bunch of other people following him, uh, and like. He tells he's saying that he's gonna make everybody be able to finally control their own narrative. So, who knows? Maybe this is gonna lead to bigger things. Maybe Moose is gonna go back to Ring of Honor too, and they're maybe Ring of Honor is gonna have a working relationship with Impact. Who knows? I have no idea what's going on with this storyline. Yeah. Um, and don't know if I yeah. even care anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, after this, we get Ken Shamrock, who's like like. Like panting, yeah. This is uh, where and Sammy Callahan comes uh, in. This is the second uh, veteran where I'm not sure how they're using them. I don't know if I like their role. Yeah. So, yeah. So last week, uh, out of nowhere, Ken Shamrock was revealed to be the man who attacked Eddie Edwards the week before uh, and left him uh, unconscious. Pretty awkward backstage. in the ring when that was all uh, going on. I must say. Yep. Yep. Uh, him screaming yeah. at Eddie last week that Eddie's in his way. Was he? And uh, yeah, I, I have no idea that yeah. why he was in his way. Like I thought it was like, oh, you're in my way for a title shot. But then I remembered Eric Young's yeah, in the title picture, not. and you're not gonna do Eric Young versus heel Ken Shamrock. Um, and so Ken Shamrock is like showing regret for like attacking Eddie. Sammy's like, what do you mean? Why are you upset about this? We got 45 million likes and retweets. Yeah. Even Josh Matthews called that number out. Like, I understand you're... Yeah. Uh, not even impact lies <laughs> about their, their stats yeah. like that. Come on. Come on. Um, and so, all of a sudden, like, uh, Switch just flips on Shamrock because uh, Callahan just, like, slaps his chest and Ken Shamrock starts freaking out, and he's like, "What do I do?" And uh, just, Sammy's like, "Hit that guy!" It's just some random security guard. He's like, "Okay!" He just starts yelling at him, and he starts beating him down. And I'm, I understand like this is like Sammy Callahan's monster, but like, why? Why, why? does that have to be Ken Shamrock? I, 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 I feel don't like know. that's just a waste. Like it, it should be. Yeah, like I said last. I said last week that I thought it was weird bringing Sh- Shamrock back. Like I, I'm, fi- I, I'm fine with a brand new heel Shamrock, um, but like this weird persona of like I don't know what I want to do. But hey, Sammy, hit me in the chest and I'll just do whatever, whatever you say. I, it's very weird, especially how like the last time we had seen Shamrock before this the last week was him leaving. And being mad at Sammy and being like, I need to leave. I need to go find myself. And now he's back. Hasn't found himself. This week, it seems like he still yeah. hasn't found himself. So uh, it, it, it seems like odd. A, the, I don't yeah, know where I this is like the right way to use a veteran there. Um, I mean, it just yeah. feels like, I guess, they're trying to use Ken Shamrock in some sort of way. And this is probably all they got 
that he could do because he's got chemistry with Sammy Callahan. But uh, I feel like he might. I, I don't know how much he's getting paid, but I feel like he might be one of those bloated contracts that doesn't need to necessarily be there. Well, see now, I think I fig I have figured out okay. what the reason for this is. All right, so they've already announced that at Bound for Glory or the, at the Hall of Fame induction, Ken Shamrock is the newest induction to the uh, Impact okay. Hall of Fame, which takes place either the night before or the night of Bound for Glory. Um, so my guess is he's still under contract. Why not have him like appear yeah. on the card like in a match as well? The name. Um, so my guess is it's gonna be him versus Eddie Edwards, and it gets Eddie yeah, back on yeah, the card as well. Um, because right now Eddie Edwards isn't doing anything, but like he has a reason to be against Shamrock, and it's a good match. They might have good chemistry. I've never seen a match between yeah, we'll them, but we'll see. That's fair. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah, the that, only that, thing that I can think sense. of. Um. Because I just don't see them doing Callahan versus Shamrock like again. Because they've already done that feud this year, so it would it'd be weird to have them team up and then just break like break up for a few weeks because Shamrock wanted to find himself. Then he comes back, doesn't know where he is, and he's like, "All right, crap, let's just have a feud against Sammy." Um, so yeah. Uh, Anyway, we get into our main event time. It is Ace Austin and Madman Fulton versus the Motor City Machine Guns in a non-title match. Uh, or as jo- Josh Matthews said, a, pre- a prequel to the uh, tag title match at Bound for Glory, which is a fatal four-way between the Good Brothers, Ace Austin, Fulton, um, the North, yeah. and Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, I thought this was a great match. Um some weird moments in this match, though, at the end. Um, again, Mercedes Machine Guns are absolutely Madison Rain made a comment. Um, oh, my goodness. Um, she said, like, oh, it's amazing. Since they've come back, it's like they've had no ring rust. Like, as if they just did nothing for the past seven or eight years. Yeah. I, whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't like when... Um, which is, again, weird, because it, it's weird because, like, they don't... it. it Impact like picks and chooses what they want to recognize. Like they recognize that Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows uh, were in WWE. Uh, they recognize that they were in New Japan. But the Mercy and Machine Guns, they don't recognize yeah. that they were in Ring of Honor. They don't recognize that either of them went like during those years that they were away that they went to Japan. Even though Chris Sabin and Carl Anderson and Gallows are mentioning it. In their promos yeah, against each other, gaff by Madison Rain. There, it's like, you, what was the point of saying what you said? Like, they they don't have ring rust. They're the Motor City Machine yeah. Guns. They've been doing it for a long time. It, it, whatever. They they weren't hurt for eight years. Yeah. Like that. I just grinded my gears a little. Yeah. I mean, say to be fair, Chris Sabin oh, yeah. has been hurt yeah, for he, multiple he's like years. Three ACL there, but you know, he's, he's been wrestling yeah. in between. <laughs> um. Yeah, and coaching at yeah. random places, and Shelly's been popping up everywhere. Um, so this was a good, this was a, a really good match to end the night. I thought both the opening match and the ending matches tonight were the yeah, great definitely. choices to go on uh, where they did. Uh, and uh, right at the end of this match is where I want to point some weird things out that I noticed. 
so you got Ace Austin trying to hit some moves on Mercy Machine Guns as he's in, and he ends up missing, and he nails Madman Fulton. And Madman Fulton wants to kill Ace Austin over this. And Ace Austin is, like, backing up in fear. He's like, hey, hey, big man, big man, I didn't mean it. I, I swear right. I didn't mean it. And Madman Fulton is not hearing any of it. And he's, like, trying to get in the ring to try to attack Ace Austin. And instead, the Mercy Machine Guns get in the way and start attacking Ace Austin. And then the North come out, and the North have chairs. And they, like, get on the ring, on the apron. The ref goes to them. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe Ace Austin, Fulton, this was, like, a, a, a plan to try to do something. And Fulton then, like, tags himself in to try to, like, they, they don't play yeah. off anything at all. Um, and uh, Ethan Page yells at the ref that I can do what I want. I'm part of the North. Get out of my way. As he starts hitting the chair off the, uh, the ropes. Uh, the Good Brothers come down and knock them uh, off the apron and start beating them down. Uh, and then Fulton just starts getting blasted each way by the Murray Machine Guns, who the ref just is not counting at all uh, for them. They've been in the ring together for probably three, th- yeah. three to five minutes at this point together. Um, the ref has been watching this the whole time. Uh, and they get Fulton in the corner and uh, Fulton is yelling at uh, Gallows. And in plain view of the ref, the ref watches uh, Gallows clock uh, uh, Madman Fulton right across the jaw uh, and does absolutely nothing about it, does not disqualify uh, the match. Uh, and the Mercy Machine Guns pick up the win. Uh, and yeah. Uh, it's been announced that next week we have Fulton versus Gallows. So yeah. there you go. Um, I like Battle it. Battle of the Big Maybe Men. Maybe we'll see some passion out of Gallows um, here. I like to see it. Yeah, maybe. Um, we've also got Kimberly versus uh, Kylie Ray. Uh, and uh, we have the Rich Swan update oh, on he's his healthy. injury we know that. next he's week. Fine. Better yeah. than ever. Yeah. His his yeah his his leg is completely healed. It's better than it's better than he's he felt twenty years now. ago. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's healthier than ever. He's got the best. He's got the best. Like a president coming out of the buy. best hospital in the world. Oh, oh. You just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Yeah, no, afraid don't of let it dominate your guys. life. You go go right to bound for glory. Like no, nope, there's nothing. <laughs> Nothing, nothing to be afraid of. You know, you're just gonna be gonna be checking into a hospital for a weekend. You'll be out in no time. Recovery time is normally two weeks. Make it make Back. it two days. <laughs> Recovery time is supposed to be seven months for your le- your broken leg. Seven hours is good. Yeah, maybe a week or so. Yeah, come on. Uh, so, Angelo, how would you rate this show on our scale of? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, thumbs. I'm gonna give it thumbs wherever, up. and maybe it's just you know uh, being away for a couple of weeks. So great, but I thought this was a good episode. I agree. I thought this was a really strong episode. I thought there was actually like last week. I said that uh, I thought the wrestling was really good, but the storylines made absolutely no sense. Um, this week, 
I feel like there was so, still some storyline stuff that just made no sense, but all the wrestling portions yeah. made sense and picked it up. Like there wasn't a, a section in this thing that was just like, yeah, I no, I mean, I, I thoroughly decision. enjoyed pretty like, much every segment that happened today. This is this is a pretty strong episode, I thought. Um, even for the comedy bits, yeah. like <laughs> Johnny Bravo is making me laugh now. I think that stuff is gold. So. Yeah, I, I have to say, I think Johnny Bravo's had the greatest yeah, turnaround yeah. of the summer. Uh, he went from being the the dope going into Wrestle House to being a bona fide yeah, star Yeah, I, I like his uh, newfound confidence here. Yeah. Now we're just going to have him like end up like tombstone pile driving <laughs> Taya at the wedding. And, and give him the DX I'll, I'll be... I'll be <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll be gold. He's gonna start leading. He's actually the leader of the new aces oh, and eights. Yeah, brother. It was, it was, Johnny it was Bravo all Johnny Bravo, the greatest swerve of all freaking time. <laughs> all right, guys. So this went over. We got a little excited this hour, episode. I'm sorry, uh, but thank you. Yeah, we're back in this. We're getting back in the swing of things with the two of us. Uh, and again, uh, we will be back next week. Um, again, we'll have our G1 reaction for tomorrow morning's G1 show, um, which is night 11. Um, we've got AEW reactions after AEW tomorrow, um, which is the 30th or 30 year anniversary of Jericho or the 30 years in the making Jericho. I hope you are. Uh, yeah, it should be good. Uh, uh, and yeah. Uh, and then G1 again on Thursday because <laughs> the G1 never stops. Back. All right. I uh, so I've been Roy, running. Okay, just not credible. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you the next Thanks. time on the Impact Power Hour.